0: Just one note before we start this edition of Cookies. This episode was edited for brevity and clarity. Let's get started. From the campus of Princeton University, this is Cookies, a podcast about technology security and privacy. I'm Aaron Nathans. From ride sharing apps to weather and political forecasting to email spam filters to autonomous vehicles and so much more. Artificial intelligence carries so many benefits, but it also opens us up to a new category of vulnerabilities from those who would do us harm or those who simply want to make a buck at our expense. Today, Pratik Mittal, associate professor of electrical engineering at Princeton University, is here to discuss his team's research into how hackers can use adversarial tactics toward AI to take advantage of us and our data. Later, we'll be joined by grad students in his lab, each of whom is leading fascinating research into these tactics and how we might safeguard against them. This podcast is brought to you by the Princeton School of Engineering and Applied Science. Let's get started. Pratik, welcome to Cookies.
1: Thanks, Aaron, for having me.
0: All right. So first, this is a podcast about security and privacy, so can you tell us whether they are the same thing?
1: Sure. Security and privacy are distinct concepts. Uh, security is about ensuring that a system is dependable in the face of a malicious entity. For example, if an adversary manages to cause a system to fail, then it would constitute a violation of security. On the other hand, privacy is the ability or the right of individuals to protect their personal data. If an adversary manages to learn an individual's personal data, it would constitute a violation of their privacy.
0: So. What is machine learning and uh, what are some ways in which it's having a positive effect on society?
1: Machine, Machine learning is the ability to automatically learn from data without any explicit programming. So let me give you an example. Let us consider the application of autonomous driving in which an important task is to classify traffic signs as either stop signs or say speed limit signs. Machine learning allows us to perform such classification tasks by automatically learning from images of traffic signs with associated labels such as stop or corresponding speed limits. This technology has been an enabler for a diverse range of important applications, including automated driving, but also bioinformatics and healthcare applications, as well as computer vision and natural language processing.
0: So then what is adversarial machine learning? And why would an adversary want to attack machine learning? Historically,
1: the development of machine learning has assumed a rather benign context in which an adversary is not present. Our research team at Princeton University, as well as the broader research community, has demonstrated that the ability of machine learning systems to automatically learn from data also makes them vulnerable to malicious adversaries in unexpected ways. The study of such vulnerabilities and mitigation strategies is known as adversarial machine learning. Now, to answer your question about why an adversary might want to attack machine learning, our society is entering a new era in which machine learning will become increasingly embedded into nearly everything we do, including Internet of Things devices, communication systems, social media platforms, cyber-physical systems, as well as readable devices. It is important to consider the existence of an adversary in the machine learning system, since if the adversary manages to induce failure, it can lead to devastating consequences. In the context of autonomous driving application, think about an adversary that aims to cause large-scale congestion or even accidents. Mm -hmm. In the context of social media platforms, think about an adversary that aims to propagate misinformation or manipulate elections. In the context of network systems, Think about an adversary that aims to bring down the power grid or disrupt our communication systems. Another important reason to think about an adversary is that in many applications, machine learning is already being used in a security context to enforce security policies. So for example, social media platforms are now using machine learning for online content moderation. Thus, it is very natural to consider how an adversary can bypass the security policies of social media platforms and upload content that might otherwise be banned or disallowed.
0: Interesting. Okay, so what are some ways in which uh, an adversary could hack into an artificial intelligence system?
1: Our research team at Princeton has explored three types of attacks against machine learning. The first attack involves a malicious agent inserting bogus information into the stream of data that an AI system is using to learn, an approach that is known as data poisoning. An adversary can simply inject false data in the communication, say, between your smartphone and entities like Apple and Google. And now machine learning models at at companies like Apple and Google could potentially be compromised. Mm -hmm. In other words, anything that you learn from corrupt data is likely to be suspect. So this is the first attack known as data poisoning. The second type of attack is known as an evasion attack or adversarial examples in machine learning. This attack assumes a machine learning model that has successfully trained on genuine data and achieved high accuracy at its classification task. An adversary could manipulate the inputs to the machine learning model at prediction time or at the time of deployment. For example, the AI for self-driving cars has been trained to recognize speed limit and stop signs While ignoring signs for fast food restaurants, gas stations, and so on. Our team at Princeton has explored a loophole whereby signs can be misclassified if they are changed or perturbed in ways that a human might not even notice. So think about changing the value of some pixels from zero to one or from one to zero. We introduced such imperceptible perturbations to restaurant signs and fooled AI systems into thinking that they were stop signs or speed limit signs. So in contrast to the first threat of data poisoning, the second threat of evasion attacks is is a lot more surprising because we're assuming the context of a machine learning model that has trained on genuine data. Mm -hmm. So while the first two attacks here involve manipulation of data, either in the training phase or in the prediction phase, the third type of attack is an attack on the privacy of users in which an adversary aims to infer sensitive data that's used in the machine learning process. For example, if an adversary is able to infer that a user's data was used in the training of a health-related AI application, uh, which might be provided by a hospital, that information would strongly suggest that a user was once a patient in the hospital, thereby compromising user privacy. Mm
0: -hmm. Interesting, so have you already seen many examples of this happening? or is this mostly in the future?
1: So in the context of the autonomous driving example that I gave, I'm currently not aware of adversaries having caused any real accidents so far, which is good news. Uh, But uh, very recently, a research team at McAfee showed that real vehicles that are equipped with autopilot features could be fooled into thinking that a 35 miles per hour sign is an 85 miles per hour sign, uh, thus causing the vehicle to accelerate. Uh, I think in in context beyond autonomous driving, such as, uh, say, spam filtering, uh, which you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, Mm -hmm. we are already seeing attacks in the real world that aim to bypass email providers' machine learning-based spam filtering. Similarly, in the context of social media platforms like Facebook, we are seeing real-world attacks in which adversaries are setting up millions of fake accounts to propagate both spam as well as misinformation.
0: Uh, okay, uh, are there any additional findings of your research that you'd like to discuss before we bring your team in?
1: Yes, there's one rather underexplored aspect of machine learning uh, that I would like to emphasize uh, in terms of a finding of our, of our research group. Uh, machine learning applications in the real world need to deal with data that they have not seen before. So let us consider the example of taking an audio sample as an input and predicting if the voice is mine or if the voice is Aaron's. In the real world, such an application would also need to deal with audio samples that are neither mine nor yours. This problem is known as out-of-distribution detection in the machine learning community. Of course, the right course of action when encountering such unknown samples would be to detect them and to filter them out. However, our research at Princeton has shown that detecting data which is out of distribution, or in other words, data which is very different than the data that the machine learning model has learned on, is an extremely challenging problem. And none of the existing approaches in the machine learning community that we evaluated were able to provide a robust solution to this problem.
0: This is Cookies, a podcast about technology security and privacy. We're speaking with Pratik Middle, Associate Professor of Electrical Engineering. In our next edition of Cookies, we'll speak with Jan Schwartzneider, Assistant Professor and Faculty Fellow at New York University, and Colleen Josephson, a PhD student in Electrical Engineering at Stanford University. We'll speak with them about how your phone is gaining the ability to track your location indoors in ways that both benefit the consumer and threaten their privacy. For now, back to our conversation, Let's hear from Pratik Mittal's grad students. Well, thank you, Prateek. Um, now we're going to bring in three graduate students who are members of your research team. They are Arjun Bagoji, Vikash Sewag, and Lee Wei Sung. Arjun, welcome. Thanks for having us on the podcast. Thank you for being here. So when it comes to autonomous vehicles... Uh, what sort of machine learning capabilities do they already have, and, uh, and what are their vulnerabilities? So um,
2: the way autonomous vehicles um, you know, perceive the world around them um, is through what, are, what is known in the machine learning literature as computer vision systems. So, of course, the, the technology used by each company to develop their own self-driving car is proprietary, but I can give you a broad overview of uh, the, ki- the, the kind of systems that are in place. A computer vision is a way to provide um, to, is a way to provide computer systems with a way to perceive and understand the uh, the world around them so the way these systems usually work is that they have a camera mounted uh, you know camera mounted at the front of the car and this uh, you know this camera is taking pictures or taking uh, or having a video stream coming into the system uh, in by which it's perceiving the outside world uh, as this data stream comes in um, the machine learning system that's sitting inside the car, it has already seen lots of different scenes of roads, and so based on uh, ba- based on what it has already learned from all these scenes of roads that it has seen, it's going to take each of these uh, uh, each of these frames that's coming in uh, from the video say um, that's uh, from the camera that's mounted at the front, and it's going to put boundary boxes uh, around each of the objects that it perceives within. Uh, within each frame so for example in a particular scene you could have a bunch of pedestrians um, you can have other cars you can have you can have a sidewalk you can have houses and you can have road signs mm-hmm. and once you've put these bounding boxes so now once you know where these objects are what the what the classifier then does it says okay within this box i think this is a pedestrian within this box i think this is a house the, the, the other way by which these systems can operate is by uh, is by what is known as segmentation so they 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 take in a particular frame and they start segmenting the frame so they say i think this portion of the frame is background so i'm going to ignore it i think this portion of the frame is a pedestrian so this is going to be important to it so these are like these are the two broad methods by which uh, the computer vision systems on cars uh, uh, cars function so uh, you you can you can think of this computer vision module as basically uh, the the the, uh, the part of humans, uh, so, you know, our eyes and then the part of the brain that basically perceives the world around us and then makes quick judgments about what we're seeing. Now, of course, that's not all you have to do, because once you've seen things around you, you have to pass them on to a processing module, which is going to make inferences based on... Uh, what it's seen and what the what the correct course of action is. So, for example, if you see a pedestal in the crosswalk, you need to stop. This isn't handled by the computer vision system alone. Uh, so there is a control module usually in these autonomous vehicles that then takes the inputs from the con- computer vision module and uh, uh, makes some control decisions about whether to stop, whether to go on ahead, um, etc. So now uh, so, so, so our, our, the research in our group, uh, so in terms you asked a question about vulnerability. So our so our focus as pratik already mentioned has mainly been on the vulnerabilities of the computer vision systems so we say what happens when um, you know one of the uh, when the computer vision system it has you know it's, it's identified these objects within these boxes but but what if there is some sort of corruption that has been added to uh, added to these objects by an adversary so as pratik mentioned so think of a restaurant sign so now the the computer vision module is able to identify that this is uh, that this is a sign of some kind but instead of identifying it as a restaurant sign that it should ignore, it now thinks, oh, this is a stop sign because we added a perturbation to it to, uh, to, to, to make it think that way. And now it's suddenly going to stop in a place where it's not supposed to stop. Uh, so this is the kind of uh, vulnerability you can induce. Another kind of vulnerability that we looked at um, was uh, inducing incorrect segmentation. When, an Im- uh, when, a f- when a frame of a video or an image is being segmented, um, instead of recognizing the pedestrian that I described earlier as a pedestrian, the the uh, the computer vision module is going to think that pedestrian is actually part of the background. And, well, you don't have to stop when you see something that's in the background. So, so it's going to tell the control module, well, there's no need to stop, so I can just keep on going ahead. And uh, that's really dangerous. And this can easily be done by... Uh, you know, b- b- uh, by putting perturbations on the side of the road or even like or, or putting stickers on the backs of cars, which can make them uh, or, or, or by putting them on pedestrians to make them meld into the environment. Uh, so this can cause a lot of issues for, uh, for, for the way these computer vision systems of autonomous vehicles behave.
0: Well, Arjun, thank you very much. Uh, let, let's turn it over to Vikash. Um, so Pratik was, was talking before about, uh, he used the phrase out of distribution. Uh, Mm -hmm. What does that mean, and can you give us an example?
3: Sure. So, auto-distribution in a machine learning system uh, simply means the data points on which the machine learning system is not trained on. So, it's like uh, in a a very simple setting… Say, for example, uh, uh, a machine learning module could be a simple uh, classifying between dogs and cats. So what it is trained on only on these images of dogs and cats and any concept beyond that is something it has no idea about. And like all images of every other possible object would be something we call as out of distribution. And maybe like more advanced uh, or more realistic examples could be self-driving car where the module... is trained on understanding a street like in an image it understands that it's a road it's a lane it's traffic light it's a human so it understand these uh, like key concepts but in a real world there are mil- million of concepts like there are million of different objects and it has to develop an understanding of these core key concepts which it understand and distinguish between and all other possible real-world objects which it has not been trained on and it has to answer like that these are the concepts which uh, I don't understand or maybe like uh, we, we can also see this like, like an example of this in our smartphones it's like an iPhone uh, the face authentication is kind of trained on recognizing, like particularly recognizing the face of the user, but it's also trained on not recognizing any other possible object. So not only to distinguish between like, my iPhone recognize, doesn't only recognize my face, but it also like not even somebody else can unlock it and like even if I show it a mask or like any other possible image or object, it won't be, it won't get unlocked. So it has to develop an understanding of like a capability to reject all auto distribution images.
0: Well, thank you. Uh, yeah. Thanks. Lee are thanks you for there? Having. Hi, I'm here. Thanks for the yeah. podcast. Yeah, thanks for being here. So. Uh, can you t- talk to us a little bit about what privacy attacks are and what's the difference compared to security attacks?
4: Oh, sure. So normally in the security attacks, the goal of the adversary is to cause the wrong predictions to the machine learning model. For example, as Arjun just mentioned before, that the adversary could just uh, make the traffic sign recognition system wrongly classifies a restaurant sign as a stop sign, so this is the security attacks. Well, in the privacy attacks, the goal of the adversary is to extract the uh, sensitive information about the training data from the target machine learning models. So, mm-hmm. for example, given a machine learning model trained on a hospital's patient data, the adversary could know whether a person was once a patient in that hospital or not by querying the machine learning model Mm -hmm. or given a face recognition model the adversary could reconstruct a a photo of a person by only knowing his or her name and query the face recognition model
0: are are we already seeing privacy attacks Uh, well from what i know so far there
4: is no concrete privacy attacks against the machine learning models which are widely adopted in the real world. However, the researchers have already shown the possibilities of performing such practical privacy attacks against the machine learning models. Nowadays, like many major internet companies like Google, Amazon, they do provide machine learning as a service on their cloud platforms. And the machine learning as a service, you just uh, upload the training data. Then the platform automatically train a machine learning model based on the uploaded data. And finally, you just query the model for the prediction at the test time. So in fact, researchers have already performed very successful privacy attacks on the machine learning as a service platforms. they they show that by querying a model from these cloud platforms, which are uh, which is trained on a location data set, they can actually know whether a person has visited a certain place or not.
0: Pratik, um when it comes to protecting against adversarial AI attacks, uh, is there a trade-off between security and privacy? Um, beyond what, what we've already discussed here today. I mean, can you, can you have both security and privacy when it comes to AI?
1: Indeed, Aaron. I think uh, th- there are some fundamental trade-offs between uh, security and privacy. Uh, and let me summarize two examples that Arjun and Levi have uh, have brought up in, in, in varying contexts. Uh, so as Arjun mentioned earlier today, uh, companies like Google and Apple are deploying uh, a new privacy-enhancing technology called Federated Machine Learning in which uh, instead of users directly providing their data to Google and Apple, which would uh, lead to compromise of their privacy, uh, machine learning is being performed first on user data, and this is being performed locally. and Then the learned models are being sent to uh, entities running federated learning like Google and Apple. However, our work with Arjun has shown that this privacy enhancing technology is vulnerable to a new type of attack in which an adversary can send a compromised model to these entities that are performing federated learning. So this was the first example. Uh, the second example pertains to Levi's work, which has shown that approaches that mitigate the threat of adversarial examples in machine learning, uh, actually become more vulnerable uh, from a privacy perspective. So I think if you know, machine learning is the software of the future, uh, then we are at the very basic starting point for even individually understanding how to make it secure, or individually understanding how to make it more private, and the grand challenge in the field is to achieve the vision of trustworthy machine learning that can simultaneously achieve both security and privacy.
0: All right. Well, that's a good note to end on. Uh, thank you, Pratik. Uh, that's uh, uh, Pratik Middle, Associate Professor of Electrical Engineering at Princeton. Uh, I appreciate you. you being with us today. Uh, his team of grad students are... Uh, Arjun Bagoji, uh, Lee wei and Vikash Sewag. Uh, thank you all for being here today. Uh, Dan Kearns is our audio engineer at the Princeton Broadcast Center. Uh, Cookies is a production of the Princeton University School of Engineering and Applied Science. This podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher. Show notes are available at our website, engineering.princeton.edu. The views expressed on this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of Princeton University. I'm Aaron Nathans, digital media editor at Princeton Engineering. Watch your feed for another episode of Cookies soon, when we'll discuss another aspect of tech security and privacy. Thanks for listening. Peace.